Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And today I have with me the CEO at Tappinator. Ilya Nikolaias, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Ilya, why don't you give us an overview of what Tappinator is? Sure. So, uh, Tappinator is a mobile gaming leader, and we develop uh, mobile games on the major uh, platforms, uh, Apple's iOS, Google's Play, and Amazon's App Store. Uh, We created our first game in 2012 and turned it into a company in 2013. And uh, overall, we have over 300 different uh, mobile games, and we have approaching half a billion downloads across those games. So that's a short high level on the company. Wonderful. So give me a little bit of history about you. How did you get into gaming and the gaming world, and, and what do you do for Taffinator? Sure. So I've been in the application space for over 10 years now. Um, my background is I created uh, an application on the Facebook platform back in 2007, the application was called Family Tree, and it became a top uh, 50 uh, top 50 app on Facebook. Um, I ran that company from 2007 until 2011. Along the way, raised uh, venture capital funding uh, for that business. Um, we grew that business to about uh, 17 million monthly active uniques. And uh, ended up selling the company in uh, 2011 to a firm called Intellius. 
Um, and uh, after selling that business, started to look at uh, what's what's next, and it became clear from running that business as well as just looking at the uh, overall uh, overall macro uh, trends that users uh, were shifting from Facebook and and, and the web to uh, to mobile devices. And it also became clear to uh, to me that gaming was really the first category that figured out engagement and monetization on mobile. And so uh, created uh, our first game in 2012 uh, as as a um, as a test and uh, saw significant download numbers and significant engagement and turned it into a company in uh, 2013 uh, by launching Tappanator. Awesome. So you've come you've come a ways, but you're still staying true to you know some of your early early endeavors. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, so seen. Uh, you know, I've seen the evolution of of the app industry from uh, from the early days of Facebook when you know the Facebook platform had a few hundred apps, and then obviously that that exploded into uh, you know to thousands and and hundreds of thousands, and then uh, saw those companies evolve and and uh, some you know successfully transition to to uh, to to mobile. And, uh, you know, some were not able to successfully transition, and obviously uh, other companies were, were launched as, as mobile-first companies. So, um, you know, I've had an interesting uh, perspective in terms of sort of being able to see that, that entire evolution, you know, going from 2007 to the launch of iPhone in uh, 2011, and obviously the evolution of mobile from 2011 to, uh, to, to present day. Absolutely. So over 300 games, that's quite a bit. Are they... Like, what are your games ranging in? Is it is it mostly um, yeah? Just what kind of mostly kind of games do you have there? <laughs> sure. So so we we um we we sort of split our business into into a few different um few different uh, types of types of products. So initially, when we started the uh, the company, we started out by building games on top of engines that we've created. So. Um, you can imagine uh, a uh, parking, uh, you know, parking or driving simulation game engine, and then repurposing that engine into lots of different titles. So, for example, uh, uh, car driving and uh, truck driving, uh, tractor trailer driving, etc. So, it's, it's a way of uh, releasing products in quantity um, and, and sort of um, be able to manage the development cost and, and the uh, development time for each game. And so, initially, when we started the business, we started out primarily by building games in quantity on top of these engines that we created, and we monetized these games mainly via advertising revenue. So, out of the 300 games, a number of these games are products that are built on top of these engines that we've created. Uh, the other side of our business are sort of more unique home run type products. So these are games that take uh, significant time, you know, sometimes years to, to build. Um, games with unique gameplay. And uh, as part of building those products, we've had an excellent track record in terms of getting them featured uh, by Apple on the main App Store homepage as uh, best new games or new games we love. So we've had approaching 15 games now that have been featured on the main App Store homepage. Uh, which is something that we're very uh, proud about in terms of um, being able to to um, to get that kind of editorial coverage, which we think speaks to the quality of those products. And so, uh, out of the 300 games, uh, as I said, a number of them are these uh, sort of game engine games. Um, some uh, some about uh, 15 games are full featured games, and and those games range across different categories. So we have some uh, role playing games, we have some social casino games. We have certain uh, licensed IP games. For example, we built a game on top of the Rocky franchise. Um, and then finally, we have several games that uh, we've uh, launched in beta that are built on top of the blockchain that are web games. 
um, that's a brand new um, brand new initiative for us, and and that's something that um, you know that's something that's not currently our core business because the the uh, the mobile business continues to be our core business, but blockchain is something that we're excited about in terms of future uh, future potential for the gaming industry. And I think a lot of people uh, who are not in the gaming industry don't realize the importance of it. You know, there's so many different ways that that games can can help people. It's not just for entertainment. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we think, um, you know, we think that games are, are, are uh, you know, are, are are very important in terms of, you know, beyond beyond entertainment. Uh, you know, when we look at things like, you know, like blockchain, for example, and the use of blockchain and gaming, you know, it, it sort of allows you to uh, provide provenance around virtual goods and, and track the um, track the uh, the history of virtual goods. So. You know, we think beyond entertainment, you know, both on, on, on mobile as, as well as blockchain, there's a number of different um, uses for uh, for gaming. And especially on our phones. I mean, that's where it's all going. Everyone has a phone. Most people have a phone. And that's the technology that we interact with the most. Uh, where are you seeing games trending towards? You know, is, is it people are still staying with the more rudimentary games or just kind of the time waster puzzle games? Or do you, you feel like we could start seeing more immersive games on our phones and those would be popular so we we uh you know we we think that there's there's you know there's um opportunity for uh for for gaming on on mobile you know within a number of different categories you know i think the 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 sort of quick uh you know quick time waster type type games you know i think that the, those games will will always have um you know will, there will always be room for those games with an app store because you know you know you know, people I think always uh, always seek to kind of uh, spend spend some time with with games that require limited uh, limited amount of um, limited amount of attention that you can sort of play quickly while you're waiting for the elevator or do, you know during during short bursts. You know, we think the gaming business overall um, continues to be more and more competitive, and as a result, for you know for those games where companies spend money on third party ads to bring users in, you know, we think that those games, the, the, the trend is more and more analytics in terms of being able to, um, you know, being able to, to uh, have enough information about players uh, and, and having long-term engagement. Um, and so there's a focus on retention metrics and a focus on average revenue per daily active user in terms of being able to monetize those players. But, you know, as I said, we think that there's, you know, room from, you know, from a consumer perspective, there there will always be room, we think, for multiple genres including sort of the quick fix type games as well as deeply, uh, you know, sort of deeply engaged games. Um, but we think from a business perspective, as the industry continues to get more and more competitive and as there's more and more competition in particular for acquiring users and attracting players to those games, there will continue to be, uh, you know, a, a greater and greater focus on analytics and being able to engage players on a long-term basis. And so, you know, for those games, metrics like day 30 retention and, you know, retention beyond, um, you know, beyond the, the, uh, the one-month time, uh, time frame, you know, leading all the way up to sort of multi-year retention and being able to keep players engaged for, um, for years will continue to be more and more important. Absolutely. And, and I think with, I don't know if you're in integrating this at all into your apps, but, you know, with augmented reality and, and the games such as um, Pokemon Go, or it's like a game that's also involving your surroundings are, are things that seem to be very popular. Is that your findings as well? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we think uh, augmented reality is, is definitely an interesting area in terms of, um, you know, one one benefit of augmented reality is, is based on the features that uh, that companies like Apple have integrated into um 
into phones. Uh, many, many users um, have the ability to, to interact with augmented reality, and so unlike uh, virtual reality where you need to have a separate, um, a separate device, and, and uh, obviously there's a much smaller market because with things like virtual reality, uh, historically, there's only been a small uh, set of individuals who have been able to you know, spend $500 or $1,000 to buy a dedicated device. With augmented mm-hmm. reality, that's available to you know to many many users who already have devices like uh, like iPhones, for example. So you know, I think uh, Pokemon Go um, is is a game that 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 showed the potential there in terms of being able to sort of build products that use augmented reality in an effective manner. And so we think that there'll be more of that uh, in terms of products that do an effective job at using augmented reality. And uh, to us, augmented reality seems like a bigger, um, bigger opportunity than uh, than VR. You know, based on the, the the limitations in terms of the the market size. So we're we're big believers in, in AR. Yeah, I was recently in in a, um, in a cell phone store that was promoting their virtual reality that you put your phone into and then you put the glasses on, and and all of the devices they had out, none of them were working properly. So I feel like we still have a very long ways to go. Plus, they were very expensive, um, but to get something like that into the hands of an everyday user seems like a really big leap uh, at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think the 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 um, the, the price point has fallen uh, over the last couple of years, and, and will probably con- continue to do so. Um, for example, Facebook, which owns Oculus, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that they're uh, then one of their goals is is to get the devices into the hands of more and more consumers, and so I think that the price point will go down. But it's still a separate device that an individual needs to commit to and, and invest in that device. And so, you know, I think even with the price point of a couple hundred dollars, for example, the market will still be significantly more limited than the market for mobile devices. So at least for the short term, for us, AR is, is, a, is a larger market with, uh, with more opportunity. Um, but who knows, in, in several years, VR may be something that uh, becomes more of a reality in terms of market size, you know, as the price points uh, hopefully falls to the, to the sub-$100 level, the market size will probably increase over time. Mm-hmm. You've been in the app space um, for, for a good chunk of time, and what I just kind of was thinking of is, is how much I use apps every single day and how much they run a lot of the things on my phone. And when smartphones first came out, you know, apps were not as prevalent as they are now. Where do you see this this industry going? Do you think apps are just going to keep keeping the standard, or do you see something else coming in and phasing them out that might be exciting? <clears throat> so, so, you know, I think uh, with um, with phone devices in particular, the, the platforms uh, in terms of uh, Apple and, and Google and Amazon, you know, you know, I think that the, the, the platforms control control the experience, and, and so uh, I think apps and and, and games um, on those devices will continue to to sort of be the primary uh, method of, of um, you know having additional functionality um, and and sort of the primary the primary method that users uh, use in order to engage with um, with various features you know various uh, experiences. Um, you know, I think on 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 the web, uh, as as uh, things like blockchain become a reality. So, you know, within blockchain, for example, you have this concept of um, Ethereum apps, um, and and those products. But with those products, uh, there is no centralized uh, app store, right? Because you don't have a a sort of central authority in the form of of an Apple or Google that um, 
that manages that experience. So, you know, I think on the web, we'll start to see interesting, interesting experiences develop in terms of it remains to be seen whether there's an app store-like concept that develops, um, that develops on the web or whether that, that whole experience uh, continues to be decentralized. But, you know, I think at least for mobile devices, the application will continue to, to sort of be the primary experience for, uh, for users as well as sort of the primary um, method for, for developers to, to get in front of users, at least for the, uh, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, working in this space, it's, it's a space that's very hyper-competitive right now. I know everyone, there's a lot of ideas flowing around. You know, what keeps you motivated with, with this gaming, with Tapinator and just with apps in general? So we, we you know, we think uh, that despite the competitiveness of, of the industry, you know, we, we think that there's, there's, you know, there's, uh, that there continues to be an opportunity to create great, um, you know, hit home run type of products, right? So, you know, I think every year you see new games launch that are um, that are successful hit products. So games like Clash Royale, for example, and you know, I think you 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 see some you see the same thing on the application side of things in terms of apps that that launch and provide real real utility to consumers. So, you know, we think despite the competitiveness of the industry, there continues to be the, the ability to create great products and, and uh, great products that attract significant uh, significant quantities of users and uh, the ability to, to monetize those products. Um, you know, we, we think that, uh, as I mentioned, beyond, beyond mobile with things like blockchain applications, uh, it's much more of a, um, a new emerging industry. You know, there I think uh, there's the ability to, to sort of create um, to, to, to become a leader within that space within certain categories as that industry develops. Um, but uh, overall, within, you know, within both mobile as well as outside of mobile, we think that there's an opportunity to create great, uh, successful products. And what do you feel is, is really what kind of sets you apart uh, from, other, from other companies that are doing a similar, similar things to Tapinator? <clears throat> so we, we, we think that... Uh, we think that there are a few things that, that make us uh, make us unique. So, first of all, we've built um, a significant network of, of games and players. Um, so, as I mentioned, we have over 300 different games and close to half a billion players across those games. On a daily basis, we see about 300,000 uh, new player downloads. So, there aren't too many companies that have um, that have those types of numbers. So we think that that's one one big thing that makes us unique. Um, second of all, we've had uh, experience building uh, lots of different types of products. So as I mentioned before, we built some products that are sort of quantity ad-driven products that have been built on top of engines that we've created. So we have that experience in terms of sort of building products quickly and building them uh, cost-effectively over fairly short uh, development timelines. And at the same time, we have experience building Home run products, you know, which take uh, sometimes years to build, and um, a much more significant, uh, significant uh, development initiatives. And so we think that we're unique in terms of having experience on both sides of, of um, you know, both sides of the development, uh, the development experience, sort of you know, quick, uh, quick hit type games as well as uh, home run sort of multi-year type games. And you know, I think when you look at the mobile uh, mobile gaming industry, most companies are either one or the other. So they either create games sort of in quantity quickly, or they have very few products and, and they only create uh, products that they aspire to be uh, home run games. Uh, whereas we have experience on both sides, uh, both sides of that equation. Absolutely. So if people want to download your games, they just need to go to the App Store and the Google Play Store, and they can find you there. 
Yeah, so, so that, that's right. So people can go to the uh, iOS App Store, Google Play Store, or Amazon App Store and just type in Tappanator, or people can go to tappanator.com where we have uh, certain games that we've uh, that we featured, so games like um, our video poker product, our, our solitaire dash product, um, our Rocky game. So they can go to tappanator.com and just click through one any of those games and, uh, and try out those products. Awesome. And you also have a Facebook page and Twitter. Are you very active on those social medias? Yeah, that's right. So, so uh, people can also go to facebook.com slash tappinator or twitter.com slash tappinator. And uh, we typically uh, post uh, news about new products and, uh, and then anything else that we, you know, that we think users should, uh, should see. And your YouTube channel, where, where is your YouTube channel? Like what's your, your tag is just tappinator and what do you post on your YouTube? Yeah, the the, uh, the 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 tag uh, the tag should be should be tapping and we typically um, we typically post trailers to uh, to new games on on YouTube and then uh, in certain cases we'll you know we'll post some explanatory videos in terms of um, if users have specific questions on interacting with certain products uh, we'll post some some guides to YouTube as well. Wonderful. Well, Ilya, thank you so much for joining us here on Future Tech Podcast and telling us all about your awesome games. We're gonna have to go check them out and uh, start playing. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for your time, and uh, it's been uh, been great. Uh, been great speaking with you. That is Ilya Nikolaev. He is the CEO at Tappanator. Check them out at tappanator.com or on your App Store, either Google Play or the Apple App Store. This has been Juliet Lamar for Future Tech Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, in their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. <laughs>